When you hear that song, you know what's about to happen. It's the Heart and Hustle podcast. Oh, we got a lot to get to. The Magic beat the Heat. They're in the playoff push here in the eight seed, and they take on Detroit on Thursday night. Welcome in. Nick Grunowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. Uh, Chris Crawford will join the three-man weave here uh, in just a couple of moments as well. We got a lot to get into uh, with the team that has been the best defensive team since, what, like January 31st or something. Um, Of course, if you are listening to the podcast for the first time, go back. You got 11 other ones to catch up on. You can hear Scott Inez on ESPN 580, ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez from 4 to 6 on the weekdays. I'm there with him. Uh, and you can, of course, catch me from time to time, 6 to 8 p.m. And on the Lakeland Magic broadcast. We got a playoff game on Friday, How too. How about that? Congratulations, my man. I man, I'm so excited. Now, do we know who we're playing on Friday we night? We don't. Yet. So we're taping this on Wednesday. The Raptors 905 won in overtime last night. We're going to start with the Magic in the playoffs. I'm going to start with G League basketball. I don't give a damn. Um, uh, the Raptors beat the Grand Rapids Drive, so they will play in the second round, but we get the winner of Westchester Windy City okay. tonight. All right. All right. Looking forward to that. Who do we want? <sighs> I Who think do you I, want? I think I want Windy City. Okay. I think I want Windy City, but I'm I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm really I'm I have not been this nervous in a long time. Right. I really you, love these guys. You folks down there in Polk County. Heck, yes. even Orange Seminole Osceola. Get down to that big playoff game Friday night there at the uh, at the RP Funding Center. That's there right. In the Lakeland. old Public Center. Seven o'clock is when the game is. Uh, and if you can't make it to the game, you can catch the game. I believe it's on ESPNU on Friday. Oh, is it really? And uh, on TuneIn Radio and all that okay. as well. Um, I don't know who's like. I know I'm broadcasting the game. I don't. I don't know how this works. You don't know who you're broadcasting to. No, I, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know yeah. if it'll be on ESPNU or not. I'm hopeful, but I don't, Dude, I don't just know. just show up. Just oh, show. I'm just showing up. That. That's just all I'm doing. Up. Okay, enough G League stuff. Sorry, um, though I, I would appreciate if they transferred uh, Emil Jefferson back down, <laughs> I, if you don't mind. Uh, let's get to last night's win. Uh, a as, as Steve Clifford called it, a gutsy performance mm. from the Orlando Magic on Tuesday night. Uh and they beat the Heat 104-99. They outscore Miami 34-19 in the third quarter to kind of take a lead and then hang on in the fourth to to win by five. Scotty, this was the biggest win for the Magic franchise in six and a half years. Yep. Uh, and now they actually move on to another game against Detroit that will then be which the biggest is, win. Exactly. Uh, which is fun this time of yes. year. But uh, we have not gotten to do this in my time of us working together this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. It beats tanking, doesn't it, Nikki Football? It barely. Absolutely. Just barely. No, it does. The thrill of a good tank, Scotty. No, 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 no. There's no thrill there. Look, we wondered how the Orlando Magic would respond to being in their first pressurized playoff-like environment. They didn't respond well. And, 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 but we knew what we were going to get early in that game. You were going to get a Miami Heat onslaught. There were a lot of people in that building last night. Everybody was looking forward to Chris Bosh. Uh, retirement jersey ceremony at yeah. halftime. So we knew what we were going to get early, and it's not as if the Magic didn't have some open looks early. I mean, they had a ton of open looks early, i.e. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, he bagged his first three and then really struggled from the corners, which is where he's been good, if, yeah. I, if I remember correctly, throughout the year. Did he make that first three? I thought he no, made that I, first I three. Thought, I thought he missed his first four, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, you, but, you, but he had, you could be right, but he struggled in that first quarter. And, yes. and look what he does from there, though. He gives right? you 19 for the game. Exactly. We talk about development of these young players. Jonathan Isaac was spectacular last night. They were all terrific. I mean, but we were wondering before the game, how would the Nick Vucevic's and, 
and the Aaron Gordons and the Evan Fournier's, the guys who have been here the longest, how would they react to a pressurized environment? Because they had never seen one before, Nick. No, they hadn't. They had never seen anything like this before. And let me tell you something. It, it, it is an absolute grade A on how this team performed last night. Now, yes, early, they're down 17. They're yeah. down 40 to 23 in the second quarter. And you're thinking, okay, I, I never had that feeling, though, as if the Heat were going to run away. The Magic were playing hard. They just weren't knocking down shots. And all of a sudden, late second quarter, they started to knock down those shots. As you said, they outscore them in the third, 34 to 19. I couldn't be more impressed with how the Magic played with the fight in that dog last night, with the spirit of this team. Nick, we've seen a lot of lackluster performances over the previous six and a half years or so. There's fire in their bellies. Finally, this is awesome. It starts with Coach Clifford. You work your way down from there. But what a great performance by an Orlando Magic team. Don't forget. They were playing a back-to-back here, too, now. A road back-to-back. And I was talking about this with Jerry Daniels on Live Local and Loud on ESPN 580, and he mentioned that last night's game, the the game Tuesday night against Miami, is the game at the beginning of the year that you just put an L next to. Next to a road back-to-back game. The previous six and a half years you yeah, do. Well, I mean, yes, that's what I mean. At the beginning yeah. of the season here, yeah. you and I looked at that game, and we said, well, that's a loss because yep. it's the second of a back-to-back. Right. You're going from home to road. You're playing the Sixers to Miami. And we didn't even know, oh, yeah, they're retiring Chris Bosch's jersey right. where you mentioned those guys came out and they started yeah. the game 40-23. to 23. Uh, Can we get to the halftime really quickly yeah, here? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because yeah. the halftime, I was sitting at a bar with my girlfriend, and we got there about the second quarter. Mm-hmm. I watched it. And then I drank my second beer, and I looked up, and they were <laughs> still raising the jersey to the rafters. Yeah. And then I was midway through my third, and the jersey was almost to the roof. Right, and Chris Bosch is still talking. They had a 36-minute halftime. Yes, for Chris Bosh, and it's not that it's not it's not that it's not I, I would say deserved and all that stuff. He won two titles, but That's it's halftime. Holy God! Do it before the game. Do it after the game. You don't have a 36-minute halftime. Let me say this: it is no coincidence, Nikki Football, aka Nick Renowitz. It is no coincidence that the Orlando Magic were the visiting team last night. Because the Magic Heat series is still very much a rivalry. And this goes way back to Pat Williams. Yeah. Even before the Magic started playing, the Heat started a year earlier. And Pat would zing them time after time in the local papers, in the Miami papers, just to kind of, you know, to to, to kickstart a rivalry with the Miami Heat. They remember that from way back in the day. Yes. I guarantee to the point where Pat Williams had to show up at a summer league game down in Miami with one of those fake mustaches and glasses. Okay, the whole Groucho Marx thing. Uh, he was basically picking a fight with the Miami Heat. They've never forgotten that. I guarantee you they've never forgotten that. And this is why they not only held the Chris Bosh retirement ceremony during a Magic game, but also, remember, Alonzo Mourning's yeah. retirement ceremony back in, I think it was 2010, was against the Orlando Magic. Yeah, and the Miami Heat are 2-2 two and two now on Jersey retirement nights. The two losses? The Alonzo Mourning and the Chris Bosh retirements. They're 0-2 against the Magic on jersey retirement And we were talking about this off the air. I think that jersey retirement ceremony hurt them big time last night. So do I. Not to say that the Orlando Magic wouldn't have rallied in the second half if there were no jersey retirement. No, but that that halftime reminded me of the Super Bowl 
yeah. where the Super Bowl halftime is just longer. And Tom Brady has talked about this uh, with, with the New England Patriots, that he understands it's longer and he knows how to mentally prepare. And he gets that, you know, you're, you're, you're hyped up for the game. You go in for halftime and you know it's going to be longer and how to hold your composure. Yeah. Uh, the moment that I saw the tweet from Josh Robbins of The Athletic that 11 of the 13 or 15 Miami Heat players went out to the court to watch the Chris Bosh thing, mm. I thought, okay. We got him. So you're telling me there's a chance. We got him. Because they're not focused on the second half of this game. They're up. What What were they up at the half? Something they were up like, by nine at the by half. By nine at the half. They think they have this thing in the bag. And the Magic come back and they have that big third quarter where they outscore Miami 34-19 and get back into it, take a lead in the fourth, and hold on. Yeah. Hold yeah. on despite, by the way, some very questionable calls in that fourth quarter. No the Aaron Gordon travel. There yeah. was another Evan Fournier play that was questionable. Uh, a Dwayne Wade and one. Uh, oh, that was a, it was a rough. He's still getting the guy is like 106 years old, but he's still getting calls. Yes. It's unbelievable. But look, in terms of the halftime ceremony, it has to be some kind of NBA violation. It has to be. I now, feel, now I you, feel like that. I feel you like you have to have like you need special, special permission. Yes. And, and they did. They got that. But but. 36 minutes? Like, you can understand 20, maybe 25. Hey, we went a little th- long. The guy won two titles for us and then got blood clots. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, come on. You understand, like, 25 minutes? I think it hurt the Heat players in the long run, but the Magic took advantage of that, no doubt about it. But how in the world can you have a 36-minute halftime? If you're going to do something like that, do it before the game. Start the, the proceedings at 7 o'clock and tip it off at 7.40. I, I think it hurt the Miami Heat and and I don't I don't know how that can't be some sort of NBA violation. Thirty six minutes is way too long for an NBA halftime. Yeah, I I I I felt bad for our friends Paul Kennedy and Lisa Leslie who oh, are. Oh, they the had to tap dance, and they are. And I, I you and I have both been in that situation oh <laughs> where a producer will say in your ear, "Hey, listen, like they're still going there, so yeah. we just just do something." Right, and you're like, "Well, what?" What do you want me to do? Right. I, I sure, okay, that's fine. I'll do the macarena here in front of everybody. I don't know what you want me to do, uh, and and that surprised me how long that halftime was last night. Uh, the Magic took advantage of it. Yeah. They they won the game, and and as we've mentioned, the biggest win uh, for Aaron Gordon, for Jonathan Isaac, for Nick Vucevic, for Evan Fournier, for Wes Iwandu, Go up and down this roster. The biggest win for the careers, I would say, of what fourteen of the fifteen active players last night. Yep. Uh, that was that was a big time W to come back from behind, and I think it really does show the change in culture, the development of the team. And let's talk about Steve Clifford a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, you talked about it on your show on ESPN 580, uh, which was a, a a fun victory lap, and I'm glad they won last night, or else today may have, <laughs> may have been a little bit different. But about the fans that thought that Steve Clifford was the wrong hire, that Steve Clifford was a retread, that Steve Clifford was a guy that, frankly, Alex Martin's brought in here because he was. Alex's buddy, you know, and you want to go back to those, you know, I want to bring a buddy in after the Frank Vogel thing didn't work. Uh, the halftime adjustments of Steve Clifford continuously surprise me. And this is a team that struggled in the first half with the Miami defense. They were doubling on Terrence Ross and and, and they were able to kind of figure some of that out. Uh, Steve Clifford is doing a fantastic job coaching. Carbon copies between the Philadelphia game and the Miami game, yeah. right? Same thing. I mean, you look yeah. at the Philly game, same deal. You come out in the second half after Philly shot like something like 62% in the first half. You come out in the second half, and you hold the Philadelphia 76ers, who coming into that game were scoring like gangbusters, by the way, 
Uh, you hold the Philadelphia 76ers to zero field goals in a span of nearly 12 minutes of the second half. That's an entire quarter. Yes. Zero field goals for the Philadelphia 76ers, mind you, with Joel Embiid and J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler and all those dudes. Okay? So you basically did the same thing against the Miami Heat in the third quarter. You outscored them 34-19. to Can we please give it up for Magic head coach Steve Clifford here? And you're absolutely right. There were many people out there saying, ah, yeah, he's just a retread, and he didn't get the job done in Charlotte, and he had some talent out there, and he couldn't get it done, and this organization is a joke, and this, a typical magic move, blah, 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 blah. Who's cracking the jokes now? Now, I get it. I get it. We're not at the end of the this road This is such yet. a great victory lap. I love I, it. I mean, look. I love you, it when you you're like tell, this. you got to tell it like it is here, Nick. How do you like me now? And I'm telling it like it is. Who's cracking the jokes now? I mean, Steve Clifford is is – going to get this team to at least 40 wins. That is unbelievable. Considering the lackadaisical bad basketball that we have seen prior to this season, the, the previous six years, the, the the bad basketball that we he, – he's now he's got to win, what, four uh, or three of the next seven to get to 40 wins. He's going to get over the 40-win mark. You with, have, the, with this team. You have two games. You have a game against the Knicks and the Hawks left. And the Hawks have been much better since the All-Star break at home. At home. Yes. Um, yes. But you you have those two games. You have a game against Charlotte left, too. Uh, you get a chance to play Detroit in a very important game. Detroit has struggled as of late. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, I can't believe I'm saying this, that they get to 500, that they go 41-41 and 41 this I season. Think I think it's and doable. I know he's not going to win it. We talked about this for a couple of minutes yesterday, and you're right. There's basically a zero case that I can make for him over some guys. Steve Clifford should get Coach of the Year votes. He I, should I don't get consideration. Should yes, he should be in consideration with Nate McMillan of the Indiana Pacers, with Mike Malone of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Coach with, Bud up with in Milwaukee. Bud up in Milwaukee. Um, I, he... He should be, I guess he's three or four on that list, depending on how you look he's at unbelievable. it. He's been unbelievable. He's been great. He's been great and, this year, and, and he's, he has outkicked his coverage. The, Nick, the biggest indicator whether a team is buying into their head coach at this level, at the NBA level, is defense. Are they buying in? You know, defense is scheme, obviously. It's, it's X's and O's, but it's, it's more than scheme at the NBA level. It, it's about effort. You have to get each and every one of these multimillion-dollar-a-year corporations to buy into a team scheme. Do you know how difficult that is to do at this level? It's very difficult to do. He's done it this year. He's done it. This team obviously is buying into what Steve Clifford is selling, and last night was a case in point. I mean, look, you hold Miami to what you did in the second half. You hold the Sixers. You hold them under 100 points. They scored zero field goals in a 12-minute span. This Magic team is the number one team in the league in points against post-All-Star break. And I can go on down. Since January 31st, I can go on down the numbers. It's unbelievable. Before January 31st, and John Denton had a great piece on OrlandoMagic.com about this. Before January 31st, the Magic were 18th in the league in opponent field goal percentage. After January 31st, where do you think they are? Numero uno. And, and and you go on down the list, before January 31, the Magic were 28th in opponent three-point percentage. 28th. All right? 28 out of 30. One of the worst teams in the NBA in terms of guarding the opposing team's three-point range. Okay? Right now, after January 31st, guess what? Number one. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, it, it's just, it's its astounding. Before the 31st, the Magic were eighth in points off turnovers. Right now, they're first in the league. I could go on and on and on for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is. And we spoke with Stan Van Gundy on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez yeah. earlier today. And we talked about that, and he said, look, I, he, he doesn't know if, if a, a light switch went on on January 31st or whether it's just a, repetition. a, a fact that, that it's it's all about repetition and, and because of the repetition that Steve Clifford has given these guys in practice over and over and over again that it finally kind of added up to what we're seeing right now. But credit goes to these players. Credit goes to Steve Clifford. Let's keep going. We haven't done anything yet. We're only in the eighth spot by a half a game. But I, I truly believe that with the defense that this team is playing and has played since late January, you can get up to number six in the East. Well, I, I totally agree with that because you start to look at the standings here. And I have stayed on this stance that the Brooklyn Nets are going to end up petering out here. And Brooklyn... Uh, they, they got a couple of nice wins, but they took a tough double overtime loss to Portland, that game that Yusuf Nurkic was lost for the season for the Trailblazers. Uh, Brooklyn now is just a game in front of Orlando. Detroit is a half game in front of the Magic. And you get a chance to play Detroit on Thursday night. Mm. And Brooklyn, uh, let me pull up what they have left here. Uh, it's it's a gauntlet. I feel like I've done this every yeah, single I, podcast. Yeah, I wrote it down, too, just in case you okay, can't, I, you can't I have, find they it. They are at Philly on Thursday. That's right. I tweeted this last night. So you played Detroit on Thursday, and Brooklyn is at Philly on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So with one win against uh, the the Detroit Pistons on Thursday night, and I know that's asking for, what, six straight? No, it'd be seven straight Seven wins. straight. Ugh, seven mm. straight wins. Uh, that would be asking for a seven straight win. You vault from eight to six. Mm-hmm. You jump into a tie there for the number six spot with the Brooklyn Nets, and then Brooklyn goes at Philly, and then versus Boston, versus Milwaukee, versus Toronto three home games against those teams. Then they finish at Milwaukee, at Indy, and home to Miami, who still could be fighting for a playoff spot. So what you have here is what we thought we were going to have about a month ago, right? And then, of course, Detroit and Brooklyn kind of went on a winning streak. They kind of separated themselves a little bit from Charlotte, Miami, and Orlando. But we have what we thought we were going to have. We basically have five teams battling for the final three playoffs. Yes, this is so much fun, too. It really is. It's really fun, and I know none of these teams are really any good. They're all right around 500 or something, right. but it's a ton of fun to see this kind of jostling at the bottom. Brooklyn, Detroit, Orlando, Miami, Charlotte, all jockeying for those spots, and as of this taping, you have those five teams separated by what, Nick, two and a half games? Uh, two Brooklyn, and a half. yeah, two and a half, yes. This is the way it should be. Teams scrapping and clawing and fighting their way to try to get into the playoffs. I think we've, and we've talked about it over the previous six years. You talked me into tanking over the last two. Okay? We've created an entire generation of tankers out there, unfortunately. Fans who want to see their team tank. But this is the way it should be. This is what NBA basketball should be about. That game, I'm telling you, Nick, last night's game, Miami against Orlando, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was a terrific basketball game. 
So you look at the schedules here, and I don't want to break them down. You, you, you kind of broke them down coming up, but I rank them in terms of easiest to toughest, okay, or, or toughest to easiest. And I think the toughest schedule out there of those five teams is Charlotte, mainly because Charlotte goes on a Western road trip coming up here for whatever reason. It's very unusual that a team this late goes to the opposite coast to play some games. But Charlotte has the toughest schedule with a Western road trip coming up. I think the second toughest um, of those five teams would be Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, The Magic, I think, are probably third here because they have so many road games, mind you. I think Miami's probably fourth. And Detroit, I think, has the easiest schedule of the five teams battling for those three spots. But I, I, I still believe that the Magic are going to make the postseason. So if you look at just the strength of schedule in terms of opposing win percentage, Brooklyn has the toughest schedule yeah. left with a 644 strength of schedule. Uh, after that, it would be Charlotte, uh, then Detroit, or then Miami, then Detroit, and then Orlando. Here's, Orlando here's the- of these, these four or five teams has the toughest schedule, or has the easiest schedule. Right, but here's the thing that you don't know. You look at the top five in the East, they're pretty well set. Yeah, but are they going to start resting, guys? Are That's they going, it. Can you catch another team? Like the Magic play Toronto on Monday night. Right. Toronto very well. I was talking to Chris Crawford about this, and, and Chris made a really good observation that uh, you're going to play Toronto Monday night. It could be that Toronto plays the Magic in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That could be the 2-7 matchup. Yeah. Toronto may sit everybody yes. and just say, okay, either... We don't want to play Orlando because they've given us fits, and the Magic have. They would they would have beaten Toronto in every game this year if it weren't for a Danny Green buzzer beater. Yep. Or Toronto could say, all right, well, we know we're going to play you in the playoffs. We don't want to show you any more, so we are going to sit everybody, and that turns into a victory. So yeah. that does have a large effect. At full strength, Brooklyn has the toughest schedule left, but you don't know if that's what you're going to get. Plus, Milwaukee is not the same team right now, and Brooklyn plays them twice. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a, a very valid point. You look at Toronto, will it be another night for, quote-unquote, load management for Kawhi Leonard, right? It, we've seen that a lot this year. Look, I, I, if we're looking on down the line, and this is it's very dangerous, and I am superstitious, I get it. But putting the cart before the horse is what we do in the media sometimes, okay? If you're looking on down the line here, Nick, and looking at Milwaukee 1, Toronto 2, Philadelphia 3, Indy 4, Boston 5, and again, you don't know how these teams, they're pretty much entrenched into those spots. Philly's a little iffy right now. Philly and Indy kind of iffy. But I do believe that's how those top five teams are going to finish. Which is the best matchup for the Orlando Magic Come playoffs. So I asked this on Twitter. Do you want to hear the results? Yeah, I would uh, like to hear that. ESPN 580 Nick is where uh, you can follow me. There's good stuff there. Um, I put Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Pacers. Uh, the Pacers one was probably foolish because that's that's a, a long, long shot uh, as to whether or not they end up getting the Pacers. But of those three teams, the Raptors won the vote so far, 21. Hmm. percent It's the Sixers after that, and then uh, and then the Bucks. So I, those those are the three that we have. Yeah. What's up, and I, I think the Raptors would wait, be the wait, best wait of those options. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You can't do that. I was Are looking, we giving this guy a ten-day contract was, again? No, 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 ten-minute contract. Ten-minute yeah. contract. I was looking for some sort of a bump, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I have very, I have nothing here. So uh, we got we're Chris just, Crawford in the house here. Yeah. Um. I already made the point that you made. Yeah. I gave you credit. I promise that <laughs> that the Raptors would be an interesting matchup. Um. 
But also, when we play the Monday night, it could be they don't show you anything. Right, and that's what that was another thing too. With them, that they're kind of locked into that two seed now. Yeah. The top three seeds in the East look like they're set in place. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors kind of do a, hey, we don't want to. There's a chance that we're going to be or, stuck or, playing or, these guys. They've or, already beaten us twice. Or you can go the other way, right? You can go to the other way and say, okay, we want to send a message. And Let's we bury send these it guys, down, right? I mean, you very well could. Yeah, but but we've talked about it all year. That's not the message you want to send to this no, magic team because when you well, when you beat this magic team bad, it motivates them to come back and show you up in the next game. So if I'm the Raptors, I'm sitting there and I say, I want to sit back because listen, when this team comes in thinking being cocky or coming off big wins, they don't necessarily play as well as they should. I want to come in and I almost wouldn't mind them blowing the doors off us and beating us by 20 because they'll come in winning three of the four games, all three of which were by 15 plus points. They're going to think the only, the only one they lost was the Danny Green buzzer beater. I think it gives them the false confidence that we need to kind of come out and jump on them early. Yeah, it's hard to say, okay, I want Milwaukee. I want Toronto. I want Philadelphia, right? I mean, be careful what you, you wish You can for. make a case for any of those teams. Milwaukee's beaten up, right? They're without. We well, found out they're without go. DiVincenzo right. uh, last night. They're not going to have Brogdon. Miritich uh, could be back. Pau we don't Gasol know. Gasol as well. Pau, Pau Gasol is, is down, too, so... They're without all those guys, but then again, the Greek freak is still there, exactly. and, and he's exactly. very scary. Toronto is is Toronto, and you've yep. had some success. Philly, uh, you know, the Magic beat most recently. So yeah, look, I'm, make a case I'm, for any of them. I, you, you could make a case for Milwaukee because of the injuries, like you said. You could make a case for Toronto. I think the Magic actually match up pretty well with the Toronto, Toronto Raptors, and Toronto, it or not. We're, this is still a Toronto team where outside of Kawhi Leonard— no one on that team has ever shown up for the playoffs. Yeah, you get Good them point. down like 2-1. You beat them on their floor once. Maybe the ghosts start creeping Absolutely. back in. Yeah. Well, the ghost of LeBron Gasol. James Gasol's a good ad for their playoff push. Yeah, no question. But, I mean, you look at Toronto. You're 2-1 against Toronto, like you said. And, and the only game you lose is, is a, a freak shot by Danny Green at the buzzer yeah. here in Orlando, right? I mean, the two games that you've won, you've pretty much blown them out, I yeah. believe. And one was without Kawhi Leonard. But the other one was with a fully healthy Raptor team. Yeah. Yeah, and and then uh, look, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia. There, there's no all with the Orlando Magic with the Philadelphia 76ers. No, either. they're not impressed by them. I, th- not at all. They're not. And I I I love watching. Vooch loves to play against Embiid. Actually, Vooch loves to play against the Sixers. I think there's a little bit of something like, hey, you think this guy's the best center in the in the Eastern Conference? Vooch likes to take it at Embiid, and it, I think it's great. And yeah. They might have figured out how to guard Embiid the best out of any team in the NBA. First, you had Michael Carter Williams with that sneak from behind on the backside of Embiid. He puts his head down when he tries to back down. He did it twice, and he got one steal, and he almost had the other steal, but he lost control of the ball and ended up fouling him. And Embiid just ended up settling for a lot of long jumpers in that game against the Magic when he was already getting everything he wanted in the paint. But for some reason, whatever the Magic was showing him there forced him or led him to believe that this was the best shot for him. Took a lot of outside shots, and granted, he still finished with like 20 and 12, I think, in that game. Yeah, still good counting numbers. But but it wasn't good numbers. No, it it wasn't a good Joel Embiid performance. Yeah. And it, it almost looks like the Magic have figured out a little secret way to defend him and get in his head a little bit, which with a guy like that is very, very important. I, I'd love to be in his head, kind of like the Boston Celtics are into his head right now. And, There's no question about it. And another that. team like last year who in the playoffs kind of fell apart at times. Against there was ben, ben Simmons, yeah. what was it, had the zero-point yeah. game, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it, two teams that are 
look to be vulnerable for the Magic Ant in the playoffs. So, look, I mean, you're what, 2-2 two and two against the Philadelphia 76ers this year? Again, no all-factor with Philadelphia. So, look, you're going to be the underdog no matter what scenario it is if the Magic do get in, if you face Milwaukee, Toronto, or Philadelphia. But if this team keeps defending as it is, Nick and CC, and, and we talk about football teams, you know, traveling because they right. have a running game. You could travel with this that's, defense. That's what Steve Clifford said after the win over the Sixers. He says the way that we're playing, the style of play that we have right now, it travels. And you're right, it's cliche to say defense travels. Of course it does. But energy travels, defense travels, the tenacity these guys are playing with, uh, it travels. And, and, and that bodes well at a time where you're going to head out on the road and, and play what? Detroit, Indiana, and Toronto. Yeah. I, I think we're going to know by Monday night whether or not the Magic have a very good chance to make the playoffs or not. Because if you can go and split the two on the road, Detroit and Indy, I think you're, you're in a pretty good spot with some of the way, some of the other games that they're playing. And I, I guess, I mean, if you go beat Detroit, you're in a really good spot. The one problem is that defense hasn't traveled well in the first half recently. Sure. And once playoff time comes, you're going to need that defensive intensity from tip to final yeah, playoff teams run away and hide. at the end of the game. Yeah. You got it. You got to bring it the whole game. You can't fall behind by nine points at halftime going into the playoffs because you're going to lose those games. You're not going to be able to keep that intensity up the way they have these last two. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. I, what does that music mean? That means we're finished. No, say it ain't so. Nick yeah, we, we got to go, but we're going to have a recap <laughs> of like a the six uh, contract. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a recap of the uh, the Pistons Pistons Magic game. We're going to try to get something up for that as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for us, uh, the Heart and Hustle podcast. Make sure you go online. You can uh, you can subscribe, download the whole thing, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. You can follow Scott Inez at Inez Says on Twitter. You can listen to him on ESPN, 580 Orlando, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Chris Crawford, you can catch him Saturday mornings, the Fan Zone. You can catch him on ESPN 580 uh, from 10 to 11 and follow him on Twitter at ESPN. 580cc. Uh, you know me. You can catch me on Twitter at ESPN580Nick. Uh, the Lakeland Magic are in the playoffs on Friday. I expect to see all of you there. Until next time, uh, this is the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Orlando.